Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to show number 300 from Engage with Success. That's uh, that's quite a milestone. 300 radio shows looking at employee engagement and culture change and leadership and before enablers. Um, and uh, I'm really interested in the topic that we have to mark today's milestone. We're going to be talking about squad mentality um, and the impact of that um, on performance, uh, both inside organizations and within teams as well. Uh, and to help us look at that topic, um, squad mentality and engaged performance, how to win faster, win more and win better. I'm joined by Eamon O'Brien from the CR and C organization, um, who's going to help us navigate the topic and give us some insights onto the value of this thinking. So welcome to the show, Eamon. Well, thank you very much. And I'm delighted to be here on the milestone of your 300th show. I know it's quite something. And we discovered when we were when we were briefing for this show, we discovered that we actually worked together way, way back in a, in a past life um, when, uh, when you were at GSK, I think. That's right. Um, that's right. That, that, that's probably far too long ago for either of us to wish to think about. <laughs> um, but it does make you, I think, one of my most long, long standing uh, LinkedIn connections. So um, oh. it's obviously a, you know, a day for milestones. So um, before we get into talking about squad mentality and, and um, what it is, uh, perhaps you could just give us a little bit of a brief overview of your, your background professionally, Eamon. Yeah, sure. I will. I, I think I'll begin. Um, by by sharing a couple of beliefs. So I, I believe that teams and individuals can be quite unusually brilliant. Right. And I also believe that if people think out loud about the stuff they need to think about, then stuff tends to happen. Things really start to happen. So I actually spend my time as a consultant, a facilitator and a coach, I guess, in the field of leadership and organization development. Mm -hmm. And I've just realized as we're talking about milestones, this is my 20th year of doing this. Right. And, and prior to that, you've touched on it. I had a wonderful, fun career um, in marketing and sales in the pharmaceutical industry. Really mm -hmm. loved that piece. And uh, as you said, that's when I first met you. Right. Right. And then we we, we kind of um, had the opportunity to get you involved to talk about squad mentality. So um, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of talk around about um, scrum masters and agile working. And there's a lot of those sorts of terms get banded about in the digital space in terms of mm. you know coding and developing and all of that kind of thing. But I think um, I, I sort of get a sense that squad mentality, does that come from there or does it come from sport or, or where, where did it kind of originate? Well, I guess for me, it originated from sport because... <laughs> Um, I was lucky to have done some work with the Rugby Football Union. And right. I, I, I was just interested, you know, what's a team and what's a squad? And I noticed that what people were talking about it was that a team was no longer the 15 players that started a game. Uh, the squad was something much bigger than that. And a, a great example would be to think of um, the substitutes. Um, in the olden days, people used to think of substitutes were the people who were not good enough for the first first team. That's no longer the case. They are a, an integral part of a team, and they're now referred to as finishers. They come on to do something. So you've got not only have you got the team on the pitch, hmm. you know, you've got more. You, 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 you know, I just think it's fascinating because you've got the coaches, the medics, strength and conditioning, and nutrition around there. And I thought squad was a really it captured a much bigger term. It captured the whole world of matrix working or cross-functional working. Uh, and and um, sadly, as, a, as an Irishman, um, 
the the RFU has sort of aligned this all into helping England become uh, a winning rugby team again. <laughs> oh, oh dear, yes, sadly for you. But and I guess I guess me. we're sort of seeing that. I mean, today um, today's the first day of the, uh, the the Cricket World Cup, of course, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah. And and you you're seeing the same. I guess you must see the same thing there with the so the the people that are not actually part of the eleven that go on the team uh, actually make it onto the field, but they or they might be brought in to do a particular job at the very end or something. Absolutely, and um, I think it's fascinating. I, I find myself now watching any sport on the telly and trying to work out which of the squads have a squad mentality. And it is often, you know, the successful teams. I mean, you, you look at Liverpool and Manchester City and it's, you know, two different types of squads, but two, uh, two very strong, tight, you know, tightly knit groups of people. Mm. But also you often see it towards the relegation end where the side that pulls itself through, they have, they tend to have that, um, squad mentality too. Right. So, um, right. Maybe I should tell you what I think squad mentality yeah, is. Yeah, I, I would like. Yeah, let's do that because we've kind of we've yeah. kind of come we've started off with where it may come from and the sort of sense that always oh, it's in the sport or isn't it? So yeah, I from in a in a in a few sentences. Yeah, give give us a lovely lovely definition if you would. Amy. All right. So I, I also think the whole thing about a squad mentality it's a, it's, it's blending an art and a science together. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a squad mentality when the people in the squad tell you they're part of something worthwhile and bigger than themselves all right, right. yep the right so thing, that ties sorry to interrupt but that ties well, in very much then with the whole engage for success um first enabler around purpose and having a strong clear strategic absolutely. narrative of where the organization's going so yeah, yeah with, okay yeah without, without a clear purpose and without knowing where your value lies within that purpose and, and the <laughs> impact that you have Mm-hmm. Um, I think that so people need to know why they're valued, right? And and I guess that all comes around. It, 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 I guess in my language, is it's people need to understand their strengths, mm. right? mm-hmm. and if they utilise and develop them, then actually that um, a helps the squad mentality cause, but it means that the real person shows up at work, right? And when the real person shows up at work, real work gets done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then the next thing for me is um, this thing around mindset. And I, ha- I have this, uh, you know, we, we hear the phrase about a winning mindset. I believe it's a wanting to win mindset. And well, you know, what do I mean by that? Yeah. And I think, I think that um, no team right, with a wanting to win mindset will ever lose right because of a lack of effort and i think that's a really really powerful powerful insight into what gives you a squad mentality is that you will already have got people with purpose using their strengths and putting in the effort to make sure that um, things get done uh, and delivered and perform mm-hmm. but but the other thing you know and and, and I've, I've started with you know we've talked about purpose strengths and mindset mm. but many people might say you it's it's culture that you need to start with and i think i define a, a great culture is when people can do their most courageous thinking together and then act on it right and so if you put those four things together um actually then you'll end up 
creating a squad mentality. And as you said in the introduction, the squad will win faster, win more, and perhaps the most important thing, particularly uh, for engagement success, you win better, mm -hmm. win in a better way. And that, and that to me is, um, oh, well, it gets me very excited and I could talk yes. forever. <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes workplaces better places. It's about better quality yeah. of work and all of that. Absolutely. So, does a squad have to be made up of people doing different things? Um, or can a squad be a group of people all doing the same thing? It, it, it's by so what I'm trying to get at is by definition, is a squad one that calls on various strengths and skills and brings together those differences to create something stronger or could it be actually lots of people all doing i'm thinking perhaps in a call center you know could you have a yeah, squad yeah, yeah. of people all manning the phones all essentially doing the same job or do you is a squad by definition where you bring together a person with that skill set that skill set and that skill set and they do something very special with it um i think this is going to be one of those it depends answers so and, and, to, <laughs> okay. and, and to me i think it depends on what the purpose is Right. So um, you can have a group of people doing similar tasks with a common purpose and they can develop a squad mentality. Or you could have a cross-functional team uh, coming together to do a particular project and they too mm -hmm. can have a squad mentality. That, that, right. I, I think so. the answer to your question is both. It's, it, I don't think there's any clear definition of that. No, no. no. And, and that probably leads on to then, I'll, I think I've probably already answered the next thought that's occurred to me, is... Is a squad mentality something that is there for the long term, uh, delivering, um, you know, better, winning faster, winning more and winning better? Or, it, or does it come into its own when you're doing it to achieve a particular objective and then you disband? Or again, is that a bit of both? It, it, it can be a bit of both. So if, if, um, if, if you're in a, well, let's, let's use a sporting team again. I guess. Sporting teams have a season, mm -hmm. and then the season ends, and then they come back again, and they will start again for the next season. Mm. But but within the season, they might play the league, the cups in Europe, and play, and therefore they need to create their squad mentality around each of those elements. So for me, um, a squad a squad can come together for the short term, but if you've got a if you you know in organisations. The organization is going to go on for a much longer time period. And I think it's important to continually come back and uh, reframe and recontract and re-engage as a squad on a more mm -hmm. on a frequent basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. OK. And, and you we've, we've used the word team in this because we've talked about sports teams um, yeah, as yeah. part of this description. Just give us a bit of an explanation as as to how squad mentality differs from teamwork you know in in in, a, in the workplace if i'm looking to create a squad mentality what's different about that than if i'm looking to um encourage people to work better together as a team well i think my, where i'd come to from that one is um i often find that the words squad and team are synonymous mm -hmm. all right so I've used the word squad to perhaps capture the complexity in organizations these days where the people are often or more often working cross-functionally or across the matrix or across um, geographical boundaries. 
And so I think if you were, you know, you could call this a team mentality, but I don't think that quite captures the, the, the fact that you need to reach out and a team within an organization can't achieve anything on its own. It still has to involve other people in terms of getting to its place. And hence, the squad is perhaps a wider viewpoint than a team. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, it does feel bigger, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it, it's, you know, you, a team within an organization will depend on other teams to be successful. Mm. Mm. And I think it's the whole point around the squad mentality is it's recognizing that, making those connections, and um, if you like, actively contracting with stakeholders to make them part of the squad. Mm. Mm. So that, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, so is the, is a squad mentality something that, you know, if, if, if I, if we've got a CEO or leadership team listening to this now, mm. is that something that they would be thinking about trying to create across the whole organization? Or is a squad mentality more something that you, um, would look to do within at a sort of more team leader, individual, you know, sort of smaller group level? Okay. That's, that's a, that's a that's a really interesting question from from a number of perspectives. From a, from a business development ex- perspective, it'd be great if it was always going to be across whole organisations, but it tends to start in one place. Uh huh. Right. And so, and that's that's one of the other, um, I guess, characteristics of squad mentality. Yes, it's about the team, but it's also about leadership and leading teams. So if you think about any leader within an organization, if they create clarity of purpose for their teams, if they know and use the strengths of their people, if they create a winning mindset and a set of ground rules which they live by, then they will create a squad mentality and be able to deliver results faster. Right. So, however, in, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those sort of, um, concepts. Again, I think it might help. Because where squad mentality came into my world, if you like, mm. was um, I was I, I think as we mentioned in the, in the introduction, I've been working for nearly 35 years, and, and it just felt like a good time to do a little bit of reflection. Uh-huh. And so I, I, what happened was I started to make a list of things that energized me, and it became quite a big list. And then I started to sort it out. And I noticed that what was energizing me on that list was the fact that I was bringing together uh, the thoughts of contemporary and established thought leaders around there. You know, so the, people like Pink and Sinek and Seligman and uh, Carol Dweck and Angela Duckworth and Brené Brown, loads of people who are giving us some insight into how uh, w- good work gets done. And I think all that I did in my own way was to map the field a bit. Right. And actually, as I mapped it, it, it fell into four areas that you could influence, which was purpose, strength, mindset, and culture. Mm-hmm. And it led to better performance. And I guess the, the thing is that, that you know, I, I'd, I'd like to just dwell on performance for a minute because mm. – the key to me in successful teams and successful organizations is that people are engaged 
and they perform. So actually, if you if you like, the output of having a squad mentality is engaged performance. Right. So engagement yeah. in itself, of course, is never enough, is it? Because engage, you've got to actually deliver something with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've never been in an organization where somebody hasn't asked me to bend the line a bit upwards. Yes, um, yes. And that's fine, you know, in terms of it's easy to say that, but you can't actually control that. What you can control is giving your team's clarity of purpose, working with their strengths, giving them a wanting to win mindset, creating a culture where people can do courageous thinking. Mm. And then you have a chance of bending the line or not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can, can you, because um, that leads quite nicely on really to, to say, you know, how, if somebody is listening to this, how, how do they yeah. go about creating a squad mentality? I, I mean, I know you've touched on these four areas, the, yeah. the purpose, yeah. the strengths, the mindset and the culture. But can you perhaps expand on those a little bit for us, um, Eamon? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will try and describe a way of getting started on this okay. uh, so, something simple I noticed from the website you know something you can do on Monday right yes uh, so, so hopefully it, it's uh, it falls into that bracket so if you can imagine that um, any team is on some form of uh, trajectory or some form of curve mm-hmm. and they may or may not have hit the sweet spot for that curve but they are performing but then things within the environment or the or the calendar year simply changes. And I'd like you to imagine that the team will reach a transition point and they need to start a second curve to then hit the next spot. So the the, the nugget is, is to create a transition point, step onto a second curve, and define what your next sweet spot is going to look like. So if you if you were if you had your team together on Monday morning, and you wanted to just do a little bit of reflection, you could ask, you know, where have we come from in the last six months? What's been great? What's not perfect yet? Mm-hmm. All right. And then, then to just simply move forward, what would our next sweet spot look like? What will we have, what will we have achieved? Uh, what does good look like? What does it feel like when we hit the next sweet spot? And mm-hmm. then, of course, the next piece, it's a really simple question, but um, takes a bit of time to work your way through it, which is, so what kind of team do we need to be? It's a really powerful question. So what kind of squad, what kind of team do we need to be? And there are a number of questions you can, you can ask here. What are we here to do, to deliver and to achieve? What's the impact that we want to have? Mm. Why on earth is that important? Why should anybody care? Why is it worth getting out of bed to do? Yeah. What do we believe in? What do we value? So if you let, there's a little bit about what we do and why we do it in there. Um, and then, you know, what, what are the strengths? What do we each bring? And there's, there's, there's a number of ways you can, you can look at strengths. You can look at, um, strengths in terms of, uh, strengths of character in terms of how people show up. The strengths in terms of their potential and their talent. You can look at their value systems and you can look at their strengths of personality. Find out what, what each person brings and use it. Mm. You know, I'm really interested. Sorry, I'm interrupting what? you here. But I, I'd like I'll let you go on in a minute. But you know, what's really interesting here is that whether whether that's me with my team on a Monday morning, yeah. and whether that team is whether that's my kind of 
call center cohort or whether it's my, I don't know, my developer team or whether it's my executive team. It doesn't actually matter. Um, I'm asking those questions. But what's interesting, what strikes me is particularly interesting from what you're, you're describing is that I, as the leader, manager, team leader, am mm. asking my people for their opinions and their contributions and their views. And they are contributing to the shape of where that's, that next sweet spot will be and where and how they're going to get there. So they're very invested because they're, we're listening to their views and, and taking those on board. Well, absolutely. This goes back to that core belief of mine that people are quite unusually brilliant. Yes. Right? People are not only quite unusually brilliant, they are in, they, they are interested in their work and they are, are also pretty much expert at what they do. And they, they, and I, I, and I, it's funny. I, it, it seems such an obvious thing to me to get people invested in talking through this and that the, that the answers will lie within the team. Mm, mm. Um, and almost the, you know, the, the leader's job is, is, is sure is to provide some, um, vision and some clarity, but actually the leader's job is to inspire people to follow them. Mm. Mm. And actually, the only way I think you can you can get people to follow you is is if you uh, they trust you, if you've demonstrated trust in them. And um, crikey, these days the leader can't know everything. No. So you so you have to involve the team. And when you do, when I do this work, um, it it really is remarkably powerful when you when you suddenly see a group of people. Get their clarity of purpose. Suddenly understand that everybody's got strengths and they're different. And when they then, and I'll go on to this, the next little bit they could do is then they can talk about what sort of mindset do we need to have in order to to perform, to mm. learn, and to have fun along the way. Mm -hmm. Funny, you know, I sound deadly serious, you know, as I'm talking to you now. But you know, I I had such a wonderful time in my um, early career in terms of. The work I did, and it was all centered around performance, learning, and having fun. Yes. Um, and I just think, you know, um, and I, I think most people come to work to do a good job. Mm. All right. So um, harness it. And I, Absolutely. and I think, yeah. And then there's only one other thing, and I do think this is, this is an area which I think really needs to be done. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deliberately, I think I'll use that word. Is mm -hmm. setting ground rules. Too many times, teams have a set of ground rules which are unwritten, and right. they, you know, I think a set of people need to talk through how they're going to treat one another, mm -hmm. what are their needs and expectations of one another, mm -hmm. um, uh, how they're going to communicate, how they're going to make decisions, and above all. Spend time talking about how will you call it when it's working and how will you call it when it's not working? Because doing all this stuff around the squad mentality and then not being able to talk about what needs to be talked about makes it worthless. So in, in essence, the whole thing about a squad mentality is, is really simple, is define your purpose, use your strengths, create the right mindset, Create your climate and ground rules, then talk about some real work. Go and do some. Repeat process, mm. <laughs> and that's yes. it. 
It's easy, easy. And, and it's, it's interesting, you know, that, that last bit you were talking about, the ground rules. I mean, that's, yeah. that is so important, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. about, um, it, it's about, it's not about saying, oh, culture will just be whatever the culture will be. Because if you don't manage that, if you don't define that, if you don't actually spell out what it ought to be like, yeah. And that doesn't have to be a rigid code of practice, but no. it needs to be, a, we, we call it a, cult, a framework, a cultural framework. Right. People need to know within that how they, how, how they should operate. And otherwise it just, it could just go off in all kinds of directions and become quite toxic. Um, Absolutely. And, so, and yeah. I've, I've always believed that, um, you know, creating boundaries, creating a framework, that's when people can be their most creative within that. Mm, mm. Yeah, yes. It's where it, you know if you have no framework, then actually you don't know what you, you don't know whether you're doing it well or not. Mm, mm. So. Excellent. Okay, we've we've only got about five minutes left, um, and okay. I would wonder if we could just finish up um, by. Are you able to tell us a little bit? I mean, you touched on the 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 um, RFU, the Rugby Football Union. Yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah. Are you able to sort of share any examples of where you've um, seen squad mentality? The, the principles that we've you've been describing applied and and what the results been yeah could, could i let maybe if, as, as i began with um, a rugby example let me finish with something i saw which probably uh, made me realize um what how powerful the squad was mm. i was i was at a team session and i happened to be in a meeting and um the the head coach was going to have to let one of the players know that they were not going to be in the match day squad for the weekend. All right. Which is a big, big thing for, uh, for the players. And so yeah. in the afternoon, I was lucky enough to be watching them run through their training drills in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. uh, they, I watched them train in increasing intensity for 45 to 50 minutes. It was, it, you know, as a, as an ex-useless rugby player, it was a pleasure to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And then my client tapped me on the shoulder and said, um, look at the guy who's been dropped from the squad for the weekend. And he was working so hard. And that's what struck me about what, that's what the mentality that you actually want. What was it that this squad had created that a player who was not going to get a cap at the weekend was still willing to work his rocks off. So some people might say it was professionalism. I would like to say that that group of people had created a wonderful squad mentality. Yes, yes, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. That, that 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 was that's a that's a little example. Um, yeah. Um, the, the work examples are they're they're a little bit more qualitative, is because at the end of it. Um, when I when I've worked with them, time and time again, they say thank you for giving us the time to talk this through. Mm -hmm. um, the one of the things you know, the whole thing around strengths and getting to know one another is teams can work for years with people and not really know them. And yes, they, working... they fall into a rut of doing the same things and doing yeah. things in the same way and and assuming that that's what Fred does and that's what she Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then you'll discover that, you know, we'll find out what these people do at weekends. People mm. are amazing. And and I and I think it's um 
teams and squads that spend a little bit of time getting to understand who the people are, what makes them tick, what mm. they strengths they bring to the party, tell them they're valued, tell them how they make an impact, and they will run through walls for you. Yeah, yeah. And and all those often those extracurricular skills that people have developed outside of work are so transferable in the yeah. workplace, aren't they? That they just don't have the opportunity to 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 bring them to bear really. So yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Well that's that's been really that's been really, really interesting, Amy. Thank you so much. Um My pleasure. Thank you. Well, I, I mean, I know we've inevitably in a 30 minute session, we, we kind of have to skim the surface of these things. And I you know, purposely um, asked you to do it that way. Um, but I'm sure it's probably struck some chords with a lot of our listeners. So if people want to find out more about this concept, how can they do that? Well, there's, there's two ways. Um, there is uh, there's a website, www.squadmentality.co.uk. Mm-hmm. But also, if on uh, LinkedIn you were to put in hashtag squad mentality, yeah. um, hopefully, and or look on and look or look under my uh, postings, mm-hmm. you should see uh, 25 videos that have been posted addressing the topic in um, a little bit of detail, and the topics are set up with a, a little bit of insight, and then there's some top tips on them. Oh, excellent. Oh, we all love, love a bit of video. That always helps to bring it to life. So, uh, so that would be great. So those are on, those are available on LinkedIn under, yeah. under your name, are they, under Eamon? Under my name, yeah, under excellent. my post, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for, for sharing what is obviously a passion of yours. Um, and I, I think is, is an infectious passion too. So thank you for that. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, and it just remains for me to say, uh, thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.